0: Welcome to the Flying Solo podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration, and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish.
1: Yes, Robert Gerrish here, founder of Flying Solo, co-author of the bestseller of the same name and author of The One Minute Commute, my latest book published by Pan Macmillan and available in all good bookshops, online and as an audiobook, courtesy of audible.com. Yikes, six hours of me droning on. Anyway, that's enough about The One Minute Commute. Now, before I introduce our guest, let me tell you about Flying Solo's premium membership. There's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in the directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of the Flying Solo book and much, much more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now, let me tell you about today's guest. His name is Craig O'Brien, a man I've come to know quite well in the past year. Uh, He's had a long and fruitful career at the big end of town, and following a long spell in Asia, is now back in Perth, where he helps business owners achieve better business outcomes and enjoy a better life. Craig has a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology from City University New York, and as we'll find out, is a firm believer when we need to make change we've got to go deep and to understand what drives us and why. Hello Craig thank you very much for joining us.
0: Hi Robert thank you for having me
1: on the show. That's good now look I know that uh, when you get talking about things you do go deep and I'm really looking forward to that we're at the you know still in the earliest stage of a new year so Changes, uh, you know, for many of us, changes are things that we need to do. So behavioural change, that's the expression, isn't it? Um, What is it and why should we give it down?
0: Well, as behavioural change, human behavioural change is is something that we all aspire to um, and we all talk about it quite regularly and I think one of the uh, simple Examples of it is uh, quite a few of us, uh, myself included, will be saying maybe lose a couple of kilos. And great thought uh, and has a good purpose. But actually getting to where you sustain that change is quite difficult. And this, this is exactly the same as when someone is a, a business owner or a leader of a business trying to change how you behave with staff, with clients, uh, the interactions you have is easily spotted, easily said, and quite often just logically agreed with, but very difficult to actually do.
1: Yeah. Look, I I love the way that, um, you know, I kind of just threw you straight in there and uh, I love the way that you, you went to an example, you know, losing a few kilos. So, you know, yes, actually this time of year, that's kind of high on my list. And, uh, and then you sort of, as you say, you draw a parallel with that's what we might want to do in our life. But in our business, we have often all the time, I guess, things that we want to change things that we want to do better. So, should we stick with your example of you know losing a few kilos and and just talk to a little bit more? You know, we know we want to do this thing, whatever this thing is. What is it that then that really holds us back from doing it? Why don't we? Why don't we achieve success when we want to bring about these kind of changes? And obviously, what can we do about it?
0: Okay, so there's probably three steps that I look at when it comes to behavioural change. And when I work with my clients, the first thing I do is trying to understand your core values as a person. And by understanding those, you find the points that people are immovable on. And so for myself, you know, this would fall under maybe family because I want to stay around for a long time to be with my family. So I want to make sure my weight is managed well. Then the next step is I'm a firm believer in um, what is observed is done and what is measured you can manage. So when I look at something like one of the most successful things I did to lose weight was uh, join up with a particular program where they go in every week, they weigh you, they discuss your diet, they offer you alternatives in food, and you monitor it and you move forward. So in that process, I was able to have someone work with me, so I'm partnered. I don't just rely on it myself. I have someone to watch it, watch what I do, observe me. We measure my weights. We discuss the foods I'm intaking, and so you can kind of then figure out from data what is it that I should and shouldn't be eating, And then you continually track it. And that goes for a period of time. So that was, for me, one of the more successful weight loss runs I've done. And uh, I think the same applies, as we said, in business. It is these steps. Know your core values, so know why you do it. Monitor it, measure it, obtain data, and then the change will follow. But trying for me to have someone partner with you on that change is... Very important.
1: Okay. All right. Look, I I, I guess all that, and and uh, and I sense as we're talking about this that you're actually you really are genuinely talking about yourself when it comes to losing a few kilos, and we can we can let the audience know that I too would would like to lose a few kilos <laughs> at this time of year. So. But what I'd like to do is just dig down a bit more and find out, okay, let's, what, about if, what about a business situation? Let's say a business situation is um, somebody listening might be saying, I need to find more clients. How the heck do I, I can't go to join a gym. You know, what, how do I, let, let's kind of run that scenario if we can through your model. So I need to find more clients. What am I going to, what sort of things am I, what actual actions do I need to take in order to get onto that same path and bring about change?
0: Okay, so once again, I, I always try to talk about how I've done things with my clients and how I, I do things myself um, because it's for me, that's then not theory. It's actually how we've done it in practice. Sure. So, if we reflect back on some work that you and I did earlier, earlier um, how do you obtain? How do you take on networking to obtain clients? So for me, that was something uh, I'm not really comfortable as in just bursting in and doing uh, trying to do a hard sell. That's just just not me. But. If I look at, once again, my core values of trying to have integrity and honesty, and if I apply that to myself, uh, one of the other ones is that I, I believe I should be a lifelong learner. And you triggered for me this understanding that when you go out to meet people, go out as an investigative journalist. And that was the one thing. That changed the whole way I approach clients. I genuinely approach them to learn more about them, their
1: problems, and from that, I collect data and I store it. Okay, okay, all right. So I, I remember that. So I remember you know we had that conversation, and yes, there was some hesitancy. Um, in that scenario, when we were talking as a couple of mates about, you know, getting things moving as when you relocated or came back to Australia. And and as you say, that was all to do with getting out and networking, and that didn't feel good for you. So, yes, you looked at your values and your value of lifelong learning was the one that went, aha, uh-huh, okay. So that resonated with the investigative journalist kind of process that we discussed. So with somebody let's say who's looking for more clients then so they should by the sounds of it still say okay what is really important to me uh in my life what are my values and how do i translate this change that i need to make um using my values i mean and in your experience is it always possible to do that You know, like this thing worked with you, uh, the investigative journalist concept worked with you because you have, as one of your key values, a need for lifelong learning. But what if you didn't? So I think in the
0: end, if the topic is important enough, so if we were to say in a a business context, um, again, Another client example is a customer that I had wanted to feel like they had a little bit more uh, control over their staff. The staff seemed to be running in different directions and the person felt that it was overpowering them by saying, sorry, guys, we need to focus on X, Y, Z. by examining the person's core values and looking at what it was that was truly important to them, they were able to say, okay, in this case, if I do not bring my staff together and we all move in one direction, the business will remain fragmented, profitability will go down, and therefore that impacted their family. And he knew that he wasn't being honest with his staff by saying exactly what was frustrating him And so from those hooks, we were able to actually have really positive discussions with their team about help me, let's focus, and let's do a campaign that moves in one direction. And that was a hook there. So I think if the need is deep enough, and so business profitability, clients, uh, attraction, if there is a genuine need, it is really then about finding within yourself about why should I really action this and then working to track it. Keep it focused and I guess in a way also keep it simple. Don't have too many things you're trying to tackle at once. One or two is the most you can try and change, I think, with any focused attention.
1: Okay, all right. Okay, I get that. So I guess the piece then that um, that, that we should probably explore a little further is, you know, we're speaking. Um, You know, as a couple of people, we both work as coaches, we both help people, so we both sort of get the whole understanding your values thing, if I can be as flippant as that with it. But so for somebody listening who is thinking, well, actually, what are my core values? You know, because what we're saying is, is that in that instance that you use there as well, this was a a guy who was looking to bring about some um, greater um, sort of inclusion with his staff. Uh, and what you did is you sent him back to say, okay, what's really important to you? And, and that look from through that process, he started to look at what's important to him in his family and what he, you know, as, as a provider and as a business owner. And he kind of translated that back into his business situation. And that, by the sounds of it, worked for him, gave him the drive, if you like. So, but for somebody listening who's got something they know they need to change, they're going to need to know what their values are. So I know we, we cannot go through all of that right now, but I mean, if I was saying to somebody um, right now, you need to find out what your core values are, and they said, how do I do that, Robert? I'd say Google core values, and you'll find so many tools online that will help you determine them. Is that the sort of advice that you'd give as well?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think so. In the end, what I say when I ask my clients to un to do to disclose seven core values, find those, um, and by core values for me, and there's all sorts of things about is it a value? Is it a virtue? Um, I think that the core value is something that you want to be known as a person for standing for so that people will say, oh, that person listens really well, they are thoughtful, they're collaborative, something that you really want to be remembered for and known as doing con- consistently. And once you get the seven core values, I just ask people to evaluate how do you live them in four areas of your life, with your family, with yourself so do you look after yourself in your income stream so your job or your business and in one area of uh learning that you have some fun with some will call it a hobby others will call it whatever but it's a learning area that you enjoy having and then evaluate are you living your seven core values in those areas and if you find it's that you're not, it's all over the place. You either need to realign to those values at home or at work, or they're really not your core value. It's just something you thought sounded like a great idea. Um, So that's how I, that's the acid test. You look for those areas.
1: Okay. So why seven?
0: Because I think seven is a number, we can all rattle off three or four like that. You know, everyone will say honesty, integrity, integrity. Um, uh, kindness those sort of things rattle off really quick but I find that in the last two maybe three you start to go a bit deeper into your unconscious and you really start to think what is it that I really want to be known for and I don't look at going through any more than seven because it's just how long's a piece of string but I think the mind can focus on seven the five plus or minus two scenario that's always talked about and by having that number you really can look at how you're um, interacting it Um, what might be everyone will say honesty integrity a lot will it's amazing how many of us don't live it in all those four areas either at home or in the workplace we might be great at home but yeah maybe not so good at work but that's where you're seen as disingenuous you're seen as someone that does things only for themselves and therefore that's when you start end up having people issues because they know that you're not genuine. So these core values actually allow you to live a genuine life and that is what I think you want to be known as a person that is truly genuine. That way you can create change.
1: Okay. So are you saying that uh, in your mind, in Craig O'Brien's ideal world um, would Everybody you bump into be able to rattle off their seven core values? Is it that important?
0: I I don't think everyone can because everyone I talk to, it is really difficult. And we always get them to write down the seven while I'm doing a a discussion with them. But I always ask them to go away and really evaluate do these stick with them? Do they really feel right? And sometimes they'll come back and say, "Mm, no. This is what I really meant. Um, I think it's always a matter of then processing it. So, But if you really, as a leader or a business owner, really want to be successful in terms of a genuine uh, change maker or a genuine successful person, I think most people would know their core values when they become more and more successful. Um, I think uh, particularly if it's a sustainable success. There's plenty of flashes in the pan, but that's when they break a core value or a value that they probably should have kept, that's when they end up with a lot of issues around integrity and uh, um, perception. So I think for me, if they know it and they evaluate it. So this goes back to the observation thing. Are you consistently evaluating yourself? So on a weekly basis, you should just be doing a check-in. Am I living these core values here? If not, I need to go back and just do a check-in on that. But I do know that people who look at this, who want to make change, effect positive change when they do it. Profitability does go up. Um, staff's issues, I won't say dissolve, but they are solved. And that's really when uh, a lot of change happens. And the ripple effect does mean that I find quite often your home life improves as well. You become much more aware of gaps.
1: Yeah, look, I, I, would, I would certainly um, agree totally with that. And, and it's interesting when you, you know, come across people who are really just not in a great space. Um, it's often because something, often a job uh, might be a relationship, something is is really challenging, pushing, threatening one of their values. Uh, in a big way, and causing great disharmony, you know, internally yeah. and externally. So, let's just just kind of wrap us up on this, then, because I think you know this is clearly a big topic, and I think we might need to get you back to talk about it a bit further. But, um, so if we've if we're starting here, we are in a new you know new year. We mm, some of us will want to do things differently. So what you're saying clearly is. Okay, if you want to do that, firstly, check in with your core values. Let's make sure you know what they are. Then you've given us these steps. It's to have a look at where do they show up, you know, in your home life with your family and your loved ones. Where do they show up in yourself? You know, are you looking after yourself? Are you living your core values? I guess that means. Um, Where is it showing up in your business? I think was your third point. Um, your learning area, I like that. So this is your final thing is, is are you, I guess, developing yourself in line with your values? Would that be the summary of that last point?
0: Absolutely. I mean, Hmm. uh, you've stated those four areas, and I think it's important to have more than just family and work because that creates a seesaw effect. You've got two things. They can go up and down, up and down. But by also concentrating on yourself in another area, it just helps level out uh, focus points. If you're having a bad day at the office, you focus at home, you might focus on yourself, you might go and do a little bit in the hobby area. It just diffuses the intenseness of a certain area. It doesn't take away the issue, but it just helps keep you grounded. And that's important. (laughs)
1: And then, so again, let's just bear in I'm thinking again totally of, of who may be listening to this. Now, you and I, we both, we, we do work as coaches. Now, not everybody listening is going to want to sign up with a coach and pay our exorbitant fees. So for somebody who's, you know, by themselves, can, can we go through this whole process by ourselves? Or should we, at the very least, be buddying up with a friend, hooking up with somebody else? What's your thinking around that?
0: Look, I think creating behavioural change and accountability, and this is this measure and observe, it can be done by yourself, but it's extremely difficult because it's the same as trying to diet at home yourself and it starts off great for a few days and then, then fizzles out, but it can be done. I'd set spreadsheets up. I would set in a reminder in my calendar. There's plenty of technology solutions that would allow us to move that way but I do like the, the piece you said about buddy up. I would probably look to buddy up with another business owner, someone that's a colleague, less so with a family or, or a really close personal friend because I don't know that they will tell it as it is. Um, and also they have a very different perspective. You really want someone that is neutral and observes you in terms of, have you undertaken these actions? What are some of the issues that you're working through? So I think having a buddy is a really, really, really good solution. Um, and as you said, I their coaches are the other option. But I think all these things work if you stay focused, if you set in the reminders and if you set points where you will visit the topic. And it's just knowing that the data is there evaluating it that's the piece i think is the most important to uh, create
1: the channel all right terrific okay well look craig o'brien if we want to find out more about you where should we go
0: uh craigobrien.com.au is the new website i've got so have a look there we've got email contact details phone numbers happy to talk to anyone uh, and help them design whatever it is that they need for their change, and then they can go away and have a have a crack at it.
1: Okay. And look, finally, my final thing to you is, fancy buddying up on this, uh, see if we can get our weight down a bit, the two of us? What do you reckon?
0: I think we should put a weight challenge on and uh, then we can report back how we went.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, Craig, thank you very much for joining us. Now, before I go, don't forget that when it comes to creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you premium membership, has all the tips and tools you'll need for just $99. Head to the join page to learn more.
0: And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes.